Welcome back to episode 10. Holy shit, I can't believe it's episode 10 of Down Under the Ring podcast. It is me, the warship, your host for the evening. I'm joined as always by Fidmic Awesome. And funnily enough, our good friend Rich kept on the line in the Discord call this whole time. It's been at least a week since we've done this. Didn't leave. It's fine. Welcome back there, boys. Fid, how you doing? Oh, look, it's almost like it hasn't been that long since we last spoken. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you how your week was because it was already we just did that. What about you? <laughs> Hang on, no, we didn't do this before. So, Rich, tell me about the week. Other than being sick, what's going on? I mean, you've kept me locked in this dungeon for at least seven days now. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was going to get food and water, but you know, you you've really reneged. You're, on your you're asking a bit to... much, mate. You're asking well, a bit much. Okay, fine. I'll just record and and it'll be all good. You got pee. You got pee. That's true. Right? Delicious. We gave you. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got you're a self filtration system. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And Jesus, this is starting already. It's a fucking. It's it's this our AEW segment. We're doing two podcasts now. This is the portion where we'll talk about AEW because we were doing one podcast for all wrestling news and fuck me in the face. It was like two hours every time. Yeah. Hopefully this won't be a four hour deal because we've done two two hour fucking podcasts but who knows at this point this week is a pretty good one for us we've got big aew rumors regarding edge we've got some wrestle dream information we've got claudio and we're going to talk a little bit about my good mate tony storm as well so it's going to be a good one yeah so do we want to kick some kick it off with the the big rumors yeah, a bit of the old you think you know me. I didn't believe it at all. I'm pretty upset about it because I thought that Edge was a WWE lifer. But the more we hear about it, the more it seems like Edge is to AEW. How do you feel about that? I'm down for it. Look, uh, as much as I will always see Edge as a WWE guy, I personally think this is going to be fun. And I don't think he's going to be going there having five-star matches. Look, he's already had the greatest wrestling match of all time. So how's he going to top that? Yeah, I, I'm with Fit on this one. I'd love to see it. be interesting to see what name he comes in under. Cause, that's the one That's know. the one that I'm, I'm really interested in. Mm. I don't really... <laughs> I had an interesting conversation with someone the other day, which was we were talking about Christian and how Christian's angle lately has been, you know, apart from the going after people whose dads have died he's also being a bit of a sex pest with <laughs> these guys mums so i was like it writes itself you bring in edge and his new name is sexton piston oh my god <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm under the table i've left i'm the sex. this is horrible you can't do that i, I, I no, can go one no. better with that then sexton your mum no oh no <laughs> Fucking hell. Why don't we just get... Oh, no, there you go. Fid. Perfect. You can do all the ring announcing for it. You can call him Idge, and we barely have to change any oh, of the spelling. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, Christian's brought out his mate. It's Idge. Oh, true. It's Idge. It's Idge, bro. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt it. I think that's probably racist if no. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but genuinely, I think it's going to be a fun run. I don't think he's going to be coming out trying to have absolute bangers. And I think it is just going to be him and Christian going back to having fun. I hope we can find a way of 
segueing Christian away from the program he's currently doing into being able to have fun with Edge. Look, I agree, but at the same time, I don't think we've seen Edge have a fucking settle down moment moment at all since his return. Every match he's had, including his last one, has been fucking banger. Yeah. So there is the chance that he just comes out and has more bangers. But the thing is, I think everything surrounding those bangers just needs to be fun. Because, I mean, you think back to uh, when Christian and Edge were having their run with the um, uh, moment for flash photography and all that sort of thing. Um, They were having bangers then. Their matches were bangers, but everything surrounding that was just stupid fun. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, for the benefit of those with Snapchat, maybe they'll say this time, <laughs> because they can't say flash photographies. Yeah, look, I think that a, a trip back to this, and obviously we spoke about it last week or the week before, I don't know, they're all the same fucking week, but I, we spoke about it recently as well with Devon coming back as well. We could, I, I could foresee a world where we get the Dudleys versus the Hardys versus Edge and Christian one more time. Oh, it'd be amazing. It'd be so, fun. I do, I do like the idea of... To- sort of expand on what you both were saying there with the, the moment for what was flash photography. You've got the opportunity as AEW right now to bridge that gap into social media that WWE's been dominant in for quite some time. You know, yeah. for the benefit of those with TikTok or for the benefit of those with, you know, whatever platform. Suddenly you are now able to create, quote, moments, you know. And I think that's something that AEW does well but isn't known for WWE is there's been yeah. some incredible for moments for those with tout yeah, oh God, yeah tout. For, for the benefit Jesus. of those with tout <laughs> for those with vine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's good I think it would be good I again a little bit disappointed in my own kind of thing because I was very much so of the camp that edge is edge and that's all but if he's not getting what he needs out of the end of his career the dude's a Hall of Famer. Like, there's no arguing about his impact in wrestling. And if he wants to do this, he deserves a little bit of time to go do what he wants, I think. Oh, absolutely. I think he's at that time in his career where you can just have some fun with it now. I mean, we've been witnessing that with Billy Gunn over the last year. You know, yep. He's winding down his career and he's having fun with it. Still mad, but I get it. <laughs> just to go back to the name thing, I've just had a quick search on the old Google... And apparently WWE let the trademark lapse for Edge in 2020. And whether they've renewed it since. But I mean, if he's going, that's the first thing you're doing, right? Unless you're not a dick, but they're dicks. Yeah, but look, we have seen them let people take their names in the past. Well, Christian. Christian was known as Christian Cage before he was with WWE. Mm. That's how come he gets away with it now as... He, his name has to be written as Christian Cage and commentary just happened to slip up every now and then. Forget to say it, yeah. yeah. But there are other wrestlers who have left and they're of the stature of Edge where they're just like, yeah, pick your name. According to this... I mean, what are you really doing? Apparently it was the Rated R Superstar trademark they let lapse as well. It wasn't just Edge. They let wow. the whole lot lapse. I'm just seeing if it's been updated since, but there's a chance he could come in as the Rated super, rated R Superstar Edge in AEW. That'd be huge. Rated R Superstar. I'd be up for it. And bring bring him out to Rob Zombie. Oh, oh yeah, there's no shot, though. That They would definitely still have that. 
like they didn't own they didn't own the Rob Zombie stuff. No, but they certainly would have. And you know, it, right? Tony's just go to open the wallet. Yeah. 100%. Oh, I mean, yeah. they got Final Countdown for Christ's sake. Yeah, holy shit! Yeah. And that was a bag as well, from all reports. Yeah, so. apparently that one there is only being used on a case by case basis. It was so expensive. <laughs> Did you hear um, Tony though? He went on quite a quite a tirade, or not a tirade, but a rant about how every time they have licensed a song, it's gone from obscurity to top 40 in the global download charts mm -hmm. so there's an argument there to be able to say hey let us license it give us a deal you're going to get a pop on you're going to yeah. pop a rating and on spotify 100 percent. they've got leverage the edge yeah. trademark has not been renewed as of 2022 wow oh, okay yeah there could be something there i mean sure let them have it you know let them have it yeah, man, I don't know. Can you imagine if he just came out straight up as Edge? Like, I'd pop. Uh, something about that seems fucking weird to me. And, I mean, I'd Chris Jericho was technically... I mean, okay, he started out WCW, ECW, but he was known for being WWE forever until yeah. you know, 2018. Until he wasn't. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I, it'd be The weird thing for me is where he fits. Yeah, because where do you put him on the card? Other than having the matches with Christian and just kind of getting a bit of Twilight Years mm. matches out of it. But do you take the chance, the opportunity to give him some actual content, like some real fucking like, stuff to bite his yeah. teeth into before that as well? Sort of what I'm thinking at the moment is, are you able to, at this stage in his career, have him as an anchor of your show? Man, I think so. I do. I do think so. He is still so fucking good. He can cut a promo like nobody. He has all the tools. Mm. He can still go. It's been proven that he can still go. It's not like he's coming in and he can barely walk. Mm. And Man, the dude can still do all of the shit he needs to do. And I would be really interested to see how far they're willing to push it. Yeah, I'm down for it. I, I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing him on the show might make me watch collision again yeah look i watched collision this week on speed run i'll be honest and look it's lost its luster to me i've it's fallen away and it's because of the punk thing i, I, I love it i really? think it's good yeah i personally wow, I, I i mean rampage for me needs to go because it's just a nothing my, show my thing with rampage i think rampage they need to negotiate with Warner Brothers and say, hey, let us make this a Ring of Honor show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then what will Matt do? Oh, it's going to put... What will Matt Hardy do? It's going to put Ring of Honor onto a network rather than being an internet yeah. show. Yeah. I, I agree yeah, that. would be huge. Genuinely, like, who who is watching Ring of Honor? Like, I, I haven't watched a single episode of it since it's been owned by Tony because I used to watch it on Fight because it used to get uploaded for free on Fight. Mm. I'm buying the pay-per-views because Tony just knows how to book pay-per-views. And yep. every single Ring of Honor pay-per-view since Tony has owned the franchise has been amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, I haven't been watching the daily, I mean, the weekly stuff. I'll tell you, tell you why I prefer Collision post-punk to pre. And not to knock what was done before, but Collision felt 
like a punk vehicle. It was made yes. for him to basically keep him out of the way of everybody that he had a problem with. So you ended up with it felt. Do you remember in The Simpsons with Poochie? Yeah. Right. It was that. It's like when he's not around, everyone should be asking, "Where's Punk?" You know. Like, it's yeah. just, and you just kind of feel it was. It, they gave him everything. And I said this to you before, Shippy, when we talked about it after Punk was let go. Everything was geared up to here's your real world championship. Here's your main events. Yeah. Here's your promo segment. Everything was about him. And he see, still I, had a problem. See, I loved Collision because I felt it was a really well-paced show. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, wasn't an over, it wasn't an overbooked show. It wasn't... The pacing was really good. And it was it a felt very, different. Yeah, very classic wrestling uh, show. Very classic. Right down to doing the promos before the uh, opening credits. Mm. All, all of that sort of thing. Loved it. I just haven't felt the need to watch it since Punk left because Punk was the for better or worse was the draw on that show and i just feel like they but he was the attraction i don't feel like they've got an attraction on there i thought they were going to have daniel bryan be the attraction that's apparently the plan danielson but is that not but but bryan's been on dynamite Mm. every week but is that not an indictment though of the state of collision whereby you were watching it to see what punk did rather than to watch the show do you see what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I get it. the thing is, he was my draw, but I watched every minute of that show. Right. Whereas, yeah, you were there for Punk, but you watched everything else as well. Yeah, whereas SmackDown, I'm usually there for Roman, and I will fast-forward segments if I'm watching it after it's been live. See, to, Except yeah. for LA Night. Let me talk to you! Yeah. Oh yeah. But I'll, I will speed. What I usually speed watch SmackDown. Yeah. See, to me, that that's an indictment of how wrestling is at the moment, where yeah. you know there's a lot of incredible talent right now in in mm-hmm. the wrestling world that is getting fast forwarded. Because, do you know what it's? I know, think from, it is. It, like I, I just, my re- mm. sorry, so sorry no, to no, interrupt. Sorry. My reason for fast forwarding a lot of wrestling now isn't because there isn't great wrestlers, isn't because there isn't great wrestling. It's because I do a podcast with Shippy every week yeah. and I have to watch what I think I calculated it as something like 12 hours of wrestling a week yeah. I have to watch. No, I get that. And on a PLE so week. So a lot... Oh, yeah. oh, dude. Yeah, fuck the PLE weeks. Especially when you've got two AEW fucking pay-per-views back-to-back in under seven days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking stupid. All that, last fucking month week. was rough. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally get it Suck from that perspective. Dick. But I mean, from yeah. a fan perspective, because mm. I'm not a podcaster, but I no. will absolutely admit that there's times where I'm sat watching it, and even when it's AEW and I love AEW, there's like yeah. a 40 minute tag match or whatever. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Okay, let's get to the finish, can we? You know, because like I do love a good match, but my God, there's like I, you said, there's 12 the hours is, a I week. Think- yeah, I think a long match has its place, but it needs to be used as a... Um, like when we had uh, Brian having the one-hour broadways and shit like that yeah. recently, uh, last year. They were there for a reason. Mm. But you give me a random 40-minute tag match, that is way too long. Yeah. Also, I will gladly watch an hour Iron Man match. Gladly. Because yep. they're incredible. Love Iron Man matches. Uh, build me up to that. Yeah. For someone like a Brian, they're perfect. 
you know. Uh, yeah. But generally speaking, yeah, and I, I do love FTR, but a, yeah. a weekly show with a tag team in the world minute, right now. Oh, hundred percent. But a forty-minute match on Collision is oh my god. Okay, it's as good as it can be. Let's kind of make it you know twenty and give someone else a shot because you got a Absolutely. lot of talent that need to get on that show. Dude, and there's a and cut that in half, and you've got a la- couple of ladies matches in there, and you're solving the problem that uh, everyone oh, has. Oh with- yes, I'm glad you said that because yeah, hundred percent agree. Before we go any further, this show is brought to you by OG Nerd. OG Nerd represents the gamers, the cosplayers, the collectors, the model makers, the tattooists, the artists, and the athletes. They are not just a clothing brand. They are a subculture. OG Nerd revel in their halcyon youth and embrace the lifestyle driven by nostalgia, humble beginnings, and heroes. OG Nerd strives to offer quality, comfortable, and above all stylish streetwear apparel inspired by a lifetime of gaming, music, and street art. I've worked with OG Nerd for many years and find their apparel second to none in terms of quality and appearance. Whether it's at a wrestling show or a convention, you'll be hard-pressed to find a better armor for your rig. Get yours at ognerdlife.com. Yeah, because you've got all these ladies on that roster who are amazing, and most mm. of them are being pushed over to Ring of Honor. Yeah. And as I said before, not many people are watching that. I, I, I think you're right. I think make Rampage Ring of Honor, and that solves yep. one of the problems. And then, yeah, shorten the matches on Collision and add some ladies stuff to it, and you're, you're golden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm in for that. We're watching that, you know. And that's the thing too is we're going to talk about them in a minute at the end of the segment here is that we've been complaining about the women not really getting a spotlight now for way too long, I think. A couple of years at least. And that was one of the things about Collision is that we've been able to see that come to life a little bit. Obviously, plus you've got like Miro as well and how much we love our boy Miro. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a big place for Collision as far as things that... I get to see that I maybe didn't get to see for a long time. Absolutely. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's keeping me from watching at the moment, but it's just something about it now that makes it a little bit harder to watch. I'm going to be honest as well, as two wrestling shows in the morning over the weekend is a hard ask to watch as an Australian viewer. I'm expected to dedicate two mornings in a row to watching pro wrestling. I'm going to choose one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, like that with the PLE was on the same time as Collision. It was like, bro, we're not watching Collision. Yeah, we're like, not watching Collision this week, yeah. It's just not happening. And and, and that showed in the buy rate as well. So, um, sorry, I've just taken my fucking shirt off here. The boys are getting a nice sneak peek here. No one else is getting it, but... Hey, we didn't even have, uh, to, didn't even have to drop a sub. No, I didn't even have to drop a sub. Hey, what are, you, what are you talking about? Shh, there's nothing going hey. on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're Speaking talking about of, Ring of Honor. Okay. Yeah, speaking about sex, sexual things, did you know that it has been like over a decade, the last time that Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. wrestled each other was in like 2009. I thought you were going to say it's been Holy over a decade shit. since I got laid. I mean, I didn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> 2009, and it looks like based off of what we saw this week, Look, these guys are going to have a banger. Their old stuff apparently was amazing. I didn't watch it. You can probably speak to this better than oh. I could. <laughs> yeah. But they're now seasoned. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Look, honestly, and I'm sure that Rich will also attest to this as well, is that's the kind of wrestling that got me back in love with wrestling yeah. after a long while of falling out of love with it was just technical masterpieces. Now, I'm not the mass, not the biggest Zack Sabre Jr. fan in the world because I am also not the biggest Bret Hart fan in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I love what they do. I love the wrestling, but I kind of get bored. Mm. And I always have. I, I always love it by the end because yeah. they are geniuses at that slow build and I play I wrestle a slow build as well which is stupid because I like to wrestle that way but when it comes to my entertaining like to watch it from mm. the other side I, I am a sucker for fucking Rock and Austin throwing punches at the start oh. of the match like, the, this, like, this I, here is going to be one that's going to get melts so hard <laughs> oh technical masterpiece yeah. yeah, you won't give Kurt Angle fucking seven million stars. You won't even give him five stars, but I bet you this one gets at least five. Yeah, and that's before the bell rings. Oh, yeah. No, this is a, this is a dream match. It's been such a long time, and yeah, this is going to be one to watch. If you're an aspiring wrestler as well, this is be one to watch for sure. 100%. Okay, like, so uh, here, here's the big question for you though. This one here is a wrestling match for wrestling fans. Is it? And there's been a bit of questioning online about this. Is this one to sell pay-per-views to sports entertainment fans? I mean, it's not, right? How can it be? Because it's not a sports entertainment match. It's no, a wrestling match. No, but they're in the business of selling pay-per-views. Yeah. Is this going to bring in casual viewers? Because AEW viewers are used to... We've been seasoned to four pay-per-views a year. All of a sudden, we're getting closer and closer to, you know, almost a WWE schedule. I'm going to say something that Shippy said a couple of years back. We Mm -hmm. were you were talking, Shippy, on a a streaming uh, podcast about certain types of content on Twitch, and you. Oh, you talk about talking ship? No, it's prior to that even. Oh, Um, prior to that. Oh shit! the, The other one that you did. The name escapes me at the moment, but it was, you were talking about hot tub streams, things like that, and how that basically people who watch that are never going to come over to your stream because they're not interested in that content. They want to watch a hot tub stream. The same is true of sports entertainment and pro wrestling. They're not stealing viewers. Yeah, Yeah, that's what we were talking about. You can put on any match you like, and WWE casuals and hardcores alike are not going to watch it because they are seasoned and conditioned to watch what WWE puts out. Yeah, that was the the statement was you know it's okay, baby boy. They're not gonna they're not there to steal your views. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, like you, they're not gonna steal your views from your COD stream where you're fucking playing COD in front of three people. <laughs> like you're not the target audience. Yeah, they were your uh, viewers yeah. in the first place. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same thing with this too. It, this is not it's the a target audience. It's so. a fair call. But in, in saying that, we did just finish talking about. You know, the potential arrival of Sexton Hardcast. You know, if they do manage to get him on the show before Wrestle Dream, you're going to get the curiosity buys. Yeah. But then it's, do they well, Yeah, even if he's just announced, he doesn't even have to be on the show. Even if it's just like a possible thing, I think it'll get the same vibe. It's whether yeah. they stay. It's, you know, because you come for watching Sexton Pesticle and then, you know, the next thing you see, oh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson. And you're like, oh, I remember Brian Danielson. He was the guy that was jobbing out with, you know, someone got called a vegan by Michael Cole and this and the other. Because they just buried his yeah. ass while he was there, technically. Yeah. Apart from the B-plus player shit, which was, like, they had to fight through. But ultimately, they never built him to an extent. He built himself. 
are they going to stay for that? Or are they going to remember all the negative? You know, it, it really, AEW, they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. I'd rather they yeah. were damned if they do and put on a match like Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson that I know is going to be absolutely incredible mm. that I get to watch and enjoy rather than I never get to see it. We spoke about this as well the other week is that the problem with AEW in our eyes is that you are struggling to find marquee and because you've got a huge amount of like wrestling dream matches and wrestling stars mm. and everything like that. But, you know, where's your fucking Tony Bennett? Where's your Jay Leno? Where's your Dennis Rodman? You know, where's the marquee that will attract the average person who's not a fucking a wrestling purist fan? And maybe they don't want them, but I and think you do if you're trying to run a business. And when we say where's your Dennis Rodman, we don't actually mean Tony, book Dennis Rodman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is back. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those with AEW where you've got MJF, who is amazing and doing yeah. phenomenal work. But he's just so good. But he's, like I said, they're not pulling WWE fans away. And the problem no, is you're no. now in an era of cynicism in social media where it's like, you know, Edge will turn up in AEW and all of the people that marked out for his return at the Rumble are going to be going, oh yeah, another AEW picking up a WWE old man cast up. You know, and they're just going to... A reject. Yeah, that yeah. shite. And it's stupid. And it's, it's narrow-minded and cynical and I hate it. It's, you know... But it's what they do because they fucking argue yeah. like psychopaths in the chat all the time every single time there's anything about either company the other fans come in and they're all like oh you're just a fucking wwe mark yeah. you know like that's that's what they it's do tribalist. and then the aw guys are like you are also just a fucking loser and it's this whole back and forth thing and it's no you're allowed to like things yeah. you are allowed to enjoy things that are good yeah but it's that's the problem is those are the casuals that you're trying to appease and they're never going to be appeased yeah yeah, so just do the, the best show you're going to do and ignore what's going on over there. Like they used to do in the Attitude Era with WWF and WCW. They just quote unquote, yeah. ignored each other and got on with it, you know, allegedly. But <laughs> Yeah. Now, while we're talking about uh, Ring of Honor dream matches with history, Grand Slam this week is going to be a banger, headlined by Claudio versus Kingston. I did this last podcast, but I'm going to do it again. Finally. Fucking hell. Finally. We've been talking about this for weeks on the podcast. Put this match on every day in my mouth. Yep. I want this match. This is the one. This is the match. You, you know, it's funny. I was in a chat the other day, and I was like, we're getting the match. But my comment was, why are we getting it on a random dynamite and not on a pay-per-view? And it was stupid of me to think like that because I was quickly pointed out, dude, it's Grand Slam, it's in New York, Kingston's going over, and that place is going to explode. Oh, it's going to lose its fucking mind. And it's the match that we want, too. It's the one we've been speaking about. And like I said, it doesn't have to end with this match, either. We, we've talked about that, oh, too, we, where it's like... These guys need to be on a rivalry forever. Yeah, this is a fight forever situation right here. We need to see it. Even if they don't always have matches, like we were saying like a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, just to have Claudio cutting a promo backstage doing his, this gimmick, and, and, and then all of a sudden Kingston just walks past and says, fuck that guy. You know, that's all we need. And then every now and again they can come together and have an absolute just fucking brutal match. This is going to be a fucking banger. Oh, absolutely it's going to be. I can't wait. And... 
like I said, I want Kingston to go over on this one. Uh, he needs to. At this point, he needs to. I mean, yeah, he does. And this this is going to be the uh, crowning moment in Kingston's career, arguably, that finally puts him at the top of the mountain, albeit the smaller mountain in the trio of brands or quadruple of brands if you want to include NXT. But it's setting him up. I haven't included NXT since they changed to the rainbow colour scheme and became NXT 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to lie. But, yeah. It's starting to get better, though. <laughs> Would you agree that this, you know, is arguably going to be the king-making moment for the Mad King? What do you reckon? I think so. I think it's it's definitely a match that's got a lot of history, as you said. They've gone back, God, it's well over a decade now. And back to Chikara yeah, and beyond. It's it's phenomenal. Um Kingston is uh, an incredible talent. Like he needs more um, than he's had. I'm hoping that during this show we get packages building up the match like an old school proper fight. Bring bring in some of that old Chikara footage, you know, build up to the match throughout the two hours or hour and a half or whatever it is gonna be. And so when we finally get to that main event it is fight night feel. Yeah, put it under some limp biscuit. You think you're special, and just fucking go with it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. Bring bring the house lights down. Put a couple of spotlights on that ring, and make it look like the important match that it actually is. Wrestling fans know how important this match is, and it, it's playing to exactly what we were talking about earlier: yep. the hardcore historical. <laughs> In one breath, we fucking dog that, and the other breath, it's what we want. You know? we're just <laughs> because we're wrestling fans, else. we don't know what we yeah. want. <laughs> it's what AEW nope. does best, though. TNA slash Impact was at its best when it wasn't trying to be WWE. You know, when mm-hmm. they had the six-sided ring, they were doing something different. And AEW does mm-hmm. that different thing by being the company that acknowledges the history of multiple companies, that brings in storylines that are unresolved from Shikara and, you know, Ring of Honor and all of these things. And that mm-hmm. is where their market is. And... I think it would do them a disservice to be more sports entertainment. I think you need to, you know, I there was an idea you came up with the other day, Shippy, when we were talking, where you said about Claudio and Eddie Kingston, and just have them in the background, like you were saying a bit before, but they're just scrapping, you know? Like, they're just beating the shit out of each other in the background of someone else's promo in the parking lot, you know, <laughs> whatever else. Like, it's just never stop them fighting, ever, you know? Yeah. Since you mentioned MPEG, did either of you watch Impact 1000? Yes. Yeah. So I, okay, my, my first thing, I think the spotlight that they put on the women's division to start off that show, perfect, because it's what Impact has been known for almost the last 20 years has been the best place for women's wrestling. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Yep. Okay, the- and I loved it, marking out at some of the, the three generations and they played to the three generations they did such a good job of it however the rest of the show except for team 3d's match i actually didn't care too much for the rest of the show you didn't like the saban match wasn't a big fan of it fuck i thought it was great i thought it was a good match but and i think maybe it's because i wasn't following impact for the last few weeks at all and I just sort of came in and it was just a good match oh, I just think the history of it Saban was in the main event of the first one yeah yeah. you know to go from that 
to being in the main event of the thousandth one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking pretty big deal. And not just that, but they like... I know that we, we go in for hitting 10,000 moves and kicking out of stuff, but holy shit, there were some false finishes in that match that were wild. Saban hitting that absolute murder lariat. They had the clothesline from hell. Clothesline from Shell, right? It's, it's called, yeah. <laughs> and then pulling him back up straight into the cradle shock, and it was a two count. You're like, get fucked. Yeah, that was insane. So, yeah, it was such a good match. I might have um, to go back and rewatch really that match. It. I'll be honest, I don't think I focused on it as much as I probably should have. I might go back and rewatch it. Definitely. Definitely worth it. Absolutely. But yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Man, Impact has always got a special place in my heart. Yeah. I've always had a, a real fucking soft spot for it. I was disappointed that we didn't get ODB. Yeah. Yeah. I love that she got a shout out, but. I don't even know what ODB's doing now, if I'm honest She's with doing you. food wagons, I believe. Oh, wow. Meat trucks. So she was actually oh. doing catering at Starcast for All Out 2019 when I was there. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's pretty good. So I'm glad she got a shout out at least. Yes. Like, she wasn't forgotten. Um, well, I mean, it fits in with the gimmick, I suppose, right? <laughs> <laughs> but first, while we're talking about news, let's talk about Pro Wrestling Down Under. Pro Wrestling Down Under is a fantastic source for Australian professional wrestling news and upcoming events, as well as all the latest top news from WWE and AEW. They offer some great exclusive content from interviews, opinion articles, and insights from some of the top Australian wrestlers to make it to the big promotions overseas. PW Down Under aims to be a source of information for people looking to get involved in Australian professional wrestling with events listing, training school bios, and news on the latest seminars across the country. So if you ever wanted to get involved in Australian wrestling this is the place for you visit pwdownunder.com that's pwdownunder.com all right uh last thing on our notes for this week uh we had to talk about uh, our girl tony uh hey uh notable new zealander tony storm okay <laughs> <laughs> renowned british wrestler tony storm <laughs> hey, stop it. <laughs> yeah, you know, man, the gimmick is fucking incredible. It has been so good to watch. It is just beautiful. I love it. The whole, like, movie star, like, starlet character is just it, it perfect. It I just think suits it's, it to a T. I think it's brilliant because we're watching two things happen at the same time, right? So we're seeing a character change happen at the same time as a descent into madness. Yeah, because she's just going fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. and I think wonderful. it's being pulled off so well. The other thing that I did want to point out is the video packages that she's started doing, she could not have been paired with a better backstage interviewer. Yeah. Because he is legitimately a old-school Hollywood nerd. Like All yeah. you have to do is yeah. watch any of his YouTube or Twitch stuff and see how much he references old-school Hollywood and things like that. He actually had a character which was very similar to where Tony's headed, which was Babyface. If you Google it's on there, he was building this character called Babyface, which was a old-school Hollywood-style pro wrestler. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so he, having him there is brilliant because he can play. I wouldn't mind picking he's helping coach and develop that character with it. Oh, 100%. But she's doing such a good job. But it's even the small things she's doing. Every time she's in an interview with Renee, every time she walks out of camera, she's throwing her shoes at Renee. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chin up, tits yeah, out. Yeah, no, it's a good move. 
<laughs> no shit. <laughs> so good. Yeah. No, it's a very good camera, uh, character change. And like we've been saying for weeks, this is the kind of spotlight that we want to see too because it's unique. It's different. It's not just part of the show. Oh, I'll have to say this. I love Tony as a pro wrestler. I uh, I think this is the first time she has stood out and I've cared about her in AEW. She, I feel like most of the time she's been there, she's been with other people and hasn't really stood out. And it's felt like she's been trying to find herself mm. within the AEW sphere, whatever you want to call it. And finally, this is the first time I actually have am paying attention to everything she's doing because she is a phenomenal wrestler. Do you know what it reminds me of? is when Ric Flair lost his confidence and yep. he had to come back from having a total crisis of confidence. And when Tony Storm mm -hmm. was in WWE at the end, when she left, there was that massive crisis of confidence with the shit show they put her through to then yep. come in as the dynamic Tony Storm that we all remembered. And she looked like a deer in headlights. She yeah. was terrified. And that's yeah. with good reason. You know, when you've been treated like the way she got treated at the end of that run, it's yeah. going to take a while to get that confidence back. And seeing her now, like, as you said, the character work she's doing is next level. Like, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's, I think, the best of her career. And yeah. I think the Outcasts has actually done the same thing for all three of those girls because I think Soraya was the same when she first came in. Yeah. She clearly had ring rust, but also she didn't seem confident on the microphone. But she's now i think she's doing some amazing work and it's the same with ruby as well ruby came in with all the attention all the hype and her she just didn't sort of live up to it i don't and i'm not insulting her here mm. because i love ruby but i think the outcast has done so much for all three of those girls yeah definitely mm -hmm. agree with that no, i would agree with that too yeah you know, it's a little bit of a skint one today, I have to say, as far as AEW news goes. And I, for one, am not upset because it's better that than 400 fucking PLEs on the same week. But look, we're building to Wrestle Dream at the moment. We've already got a Dream match as the potential main event. And I think I wouldn't mind picking that Claudio versus Kingston ends up continuing on to Wrestle Dream as well. Yeah, now we're just have to find out who Mox is going to bleed all over at the show. <laughs> Has that guy had a holiday yet? No. <laughs> Every time he's due he for a holiday, Punk does something and he has to stay on. <laughs> now he doesn't have to worry about it, so maybe now he can finally get some rest. Yeah. So that, that wraps up the week of AEW Wrestling, and that's the second podcast of the week down. How are you feeling about having two podcasts there Oh, I think it's great. I'd love to hear what the uh, listeners think about it. Let us know if this change of us splitting it into two shows is working for you. If you have any feedback, definitely let us know. We just felt that we were trying to squeeze far too much into one episode every week. Splitting it up, I think, is going to make it better for everybody, for us as well as the listeners. Before we finish up, I really want to thank you, Rich, for coming on the show. It's been awesome having you, having you, hearing everything about what you've done as well in the industry. So thanks for coming along. Yeah, no worries. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to meet you and to be on the podcast. Yeah, love chatting wrestling at any chance I get. Oh, well, hey, look, we'll... this is like the third podcast we've done, and it's one that will actually get posted. So that's lovely. <laughs> hey, what have you got coming up, and where can people find you? 
Yes, at the moment I'm streaming on Twitch. I do once a week on a Saturday night, and you can find me at that Rogue Raven. Other than that, I am sort of in the midst of a resurgence of design work, so working with some luminaries such as Retromania Wrestling on various projects and stuff like that. Keep it posted to the X slash Twitter. You'll find me on there lurking around in the shadows at Rich Baker Draws. Awesome. And we'll be sure to chuck some retweets out there on our own socials. And where can people find us, Shippy? Oh, I don't know. Somewhere on the fucking internet. You can find me at the warship pretty much everywhere except for X because even though Twitter hated me, so does apparently X. I can't get the warship there. It's underscore warship. What about you? And you can find me everywhere at FidMcAwesome. You can also follow us as a show on every oh, on X. We are, What are we on X? D-W-N under the ring. And you can find us everywhere else as down under the ring. Oh, man, I would love to get some more people on there. We're getting a lot there. It's slowly but surely building. We're getting some homies in there now. I post stupid memes on there all the time. I post stupid polls on there all the time. Get around it. It's a lot of fun. But thank you. Thank you so much for being here for the second podcast of the week. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for being handsome and all of that as well. And until next time, we'll see you down under the ring.